It's fine. The bells are still ringing. Sound still conveys. Let's go. Let's talk about the Indianapolis Colts. Let's talk about IU's women's basketball team. They got a big one tonight. Butler's got a big game tonight at Penn State. We got it all covered. The first thing I want to talk about is Jeff Saturday and how smart he is in in talking about the national media and not paying attention to him. Then we're going to talk about the Philadelphia Eagles. We are moving on. Yesterday was nice. Yesterday was fun. Beating the Raiders was a good time. But now it's time to look at the challenge ahead. And we get to do that tonight as we watch the Eagles play on ESPN's Monday Night Football, which is a very, very nice thing. We all get to sit down. We all get to figure out whether this team's worth a damn. You think there ain't no... They're pretty good. Nick Sirianni's team is operating at a high level, offensively and defensively. We'll talk about all of that. This is Inside Indiana Sports Now for Monday, November 14th, 2022. Brought to you by the great people at BUSR. Go to BUSR.com slash Kent. Your initial deposit will be matched by BUSR in free play at a rate of 150%. So if you put a grand in, they're going to give you 15 hunge in free play. And and that is going to work up to $2,500 in free play. Subscribe. A lot of you have subscribed over the last 24 hours. I couldn't be more grateful. It's wonderful to have subscribers. Hit the like button. Hit the bell so you get an alert, an alert every time uh, we go live, which is 7 o'clock in the morning every single weekday. Then uh, about 4 o'clock-ish in the afternoon and uh, post games for Indiana basketball and Colts football games. Always, always, always. All right, let's talk about sports, shall we? Jeff Saturday's so smart. He, he was asked today about his response to the national media and his family's response to the national media. And what he had to say was this. I've been very good about not reading, not listening, not really being concerned with the media. Had to remind family, uh, you know what, never listen to the media. The first thing I tell people, if they are going to be in the crosshairs of the media ever, 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 is don't listen to them. Because what they're paid to do is not necessarily bring insight, valid insight, to a person's behavior or a story It's about getting clicks. That's what it's about. It's not about trying to distill into consumable insight. It's about trying to inflame. This is what they do. Skip Bayless has made a very, very handsome uh, living doing exactly that for years and years and years and years. Fine. I got nothing against him. Stephen A. Smith does that today. Doesn't matter what he believes. It meant, here's a great story about Skip Bayless. This is how they operate. When he worked in Dallas as a columnist, the paper had a, a uh, poll question saying who should be the starting quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. There were three guys. He said, Hey, who came in last? I think it was Steve Pallour. He said, Okay. And that was his next column why Steve Pallour should be the starting quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. It's not that he believed it. He didn't believe it. He just knew that it was going to inflame and it was going to engage. And that is the job of these yo-yos. All right, that was at a local place. Nationally, 
it, it, multiply that by 10. So never listen to these guys, ever. They don't know. They're not in the room. They have no idea what's going on. What have they ever done? What has Skip Bayless ever built other than a career for himself? What has Stephen A. Smith ever built other than a career for himself? Being a part of a team, being a part of a management team, building something from the ground up that you are proud of and that executes at a high level, that's a different thing, whether it's sports, whether it's media, whether it's whatever. That's, and before you even ask, that's what I did. I built 1070 The Fan in Indianapolis as kind of, I was the program director, Tom Severino was the general manager. We built that thing. We got ESPN as an affiliate. We hired Eddie White and Bob Kravitz and Dan Dockich and Michael Grady and Chris May. It's what we did. We hired interns who are doing great work today. We built that thing from the ground up, built it to last. It's what you do. Did that at WIBC for a long time. You got to manage people. You got to understand people, and you got to get the best out of people. And I think that one weekend, that's what Jeff Saturday has done really well. Don't listen to the media. Do your job. Why Chris Ballard would take the limited amount of time he had during the press conference announcing that Jeff Saturday was going to be the coach and and kind of turn some invective toward the media about the media beating the shit out of him, his word, over the receiver room with the Colts, I got no idea. Why is he listening? Why is he reading? You're doing it. Why are you listening to critics? Teddy Roosevelt said a great thing about critics. And it, what it distills down to is that they're not in the arena. What do they have to do with anything? You don't have to worry about these yo-yos, right? Can it be annoying? I'm sure it's annoying to have your kids come home and say, hey, you know, her. That happens to Ryan Grigson. His kids come at Ryan and say, what? Dad, you got another guy in Indy who's going crazy about you again. Stop it. Stop listening. Stop worrying about your image. Your image is solid, with or not, with the people with whom you worked and for whom you worked. The media doesn't have anything to say about that. It comes and it goes. It's a pain in the ass while you're caught in the wave, but the wave dumps you out eventually, and you get to go about your business. But very smart by Jeff Saturday. And if you do read it or listen to it, don't admit it. Don't give them power. That's all those knuckleheads need. All right. Uh, Here's something interesting about your Indianapolis Colts and Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan now has four or five fourth quarter comebacks. Five. That ties for 11th all time in a season. And right now they played 10 games. They got seven more to go. Every game that the Colts have not lost, Matt Ryan brought them back and and authored a fourth-quarter comeback. Every single one of them. That's unbelievable. So Matt Ryan doing something at a really, really high level, and not a Colts record at this point. Peyton Manning with six in 1999, seven in 2009. Matt Stafford owns the all-time record with eight in 2016. And if you want to know why people yell about racism in hiring in the NFL, go look at Jim Caldwell's coaching record. Try to figure out why the hell he was fired. It's something that's interesting. Why Matt Patricia, of all people, was hired to take over from Jim Caldwell. You don't think there's uh, an issue with race 
periodically in hiring? Are you kidding? Jim called since like the 90s. The Lions have gone to the playoffs three times. Schwartz once. Caldwell twice. Caldwell, a winning record with the Lions. Nobody else with a winning record overall. Nobody. It's ridiculous that Jim Caldwell was fired as the head coach of the Detroit Lions. So anyway, look that up if you want to. All right, let's talk about the Philadelphia Eagles because the Eagles are really good, man. You dig into the numbers and you're like, wow. It's going to be a short week. Eagles play night. So it's a short week, plus they travel on Saturday to Indy. That shortens their week even further, and that's a good thing. And you hope it's a good thing because the Colts need every advantage that they can glean. And you're hoping Quiddy Pay, who is going to see trainers and docs today, you hope he's on the field because they need him. Quiddy Pay, the only real injury yesterday. Anyway, back to the Eagles. Nick Sirianni's crew, they are number one in the NFL in turnovers, turnovers forced with 18. They are number one in the NFL in fewest turnovers with three. Stands to reason they're number one in turnover differential right at 15, plus 15. They uh, allow 4.5 net yards per passing attempt against. That is number one in the NFL. On the flip side, 7.4 net yards per per passing attempt offensively. That's number two in the NFL. This is how you win in the NFL. You throw the ball and you keep the other team from gaining a bunch of yards throwing the ball. So for every pass attempt, they and their opponent share, the Eagles are plus 2.9 yards. That is enormous. That is a huge difference. Hope lies in the run defense. The run defense, the Eagles allow 5.2 yards per carry. All right? That is ranked 28th in the NFL. Their expected wins and losses, this is calculated by a bunch of different ways, yards for, yards against, all that stuff, 6.8 and 1.2. That should be their record. It is 8-0. If they win tonight against Washington, they'll be 9-0. And they will be due for a reversal of fortune. They are not going to go undefeated. Why not the Colts at Lucas Oil Stadium this Sunday with Saturday? Uh, their big, uh, their big weapons. AJ Brown. We know all about AJ Brown. He's got 43 catches for 718 yards, six touchdowns. Devonta Smith. He was the 10th overall pick in 2021 had kind of an okay rookie season, didn't really pop this year, a little different. 40 catches, 442 yards, two touchdowns. Dallas Goddard, who was the leading Eagles receiver the last time the Colts played the Eagles back in 2018. Who was leading tackler in that game for the Colts? You'll never guess. Not in a month of Sundays could you guess. Clayton Gathers, how about that? Uh, Dallas Goddard, 40 catches, 521 yards, two touchdowns. Miles Sanders is the bell cow running the football. He's got 656 and six touchdowns, five yards per carry. And Jalen Hurts has been terrific. 88 carries, 326 yards, six touchdowns running the football. And then throwing it, he hits his receivers 68% of the time for 2,042 yards, 12 TDs, two interceptions. 
He's running less and less as the season goes on. And then you got the defense, and the defense is outstanding. Jason Hargrove, uh, or Hargrave, six sacks. Hassan Reddick, five and a half sacks. Fletcher Cox, three sacks. Uh, Brandon Graham, three sacks. Also, C.J. Gardner-Johnson with five picks. Fletcher Cox, if they line him up over the top of Will Fries, that is going to be a really, really interesting matchup, and that is going to be an all-day affair for Will Fries. And you're going to have to get help from Ryan Kelly. Fletcher Cox, this is what? This is his 11th year, drafted in 2012. I met him at the Combine. I was like, oh, my God. I was standing with Tony Softley, who I worked with at 101 ESPN in St. Louis, and Tony had been like the vice president of player personnel uh, with the Rams. I was like, Tony, I just fell in love with this guy. He said, don't do it. Can't fall in love. I said, I think I'm right. I was right. Of course I was right. Eagles have won their last three against the Colts in 2010, 14, and 18, but only by a total of nine points. Uh, 2018, how about that? Carson Wentz was a starting quarterback for the Eagles. Clayton Gathers, 11 solo tackles for the Colts. And Andrew Luck, the uh, quarterback for the Colts. Anyway, Saturday and the Colts might lose this game. But you know what? They got about the same chance that they had when they played against the Chiefs here at Lucas Oil Stadium, and they got that done. I don't know. You know, this, this season is so crazy. Don't put it... Don't put it past the Colts to put up a hell of a fight. They're nine-and-a-half-point dogs and, and maybe win this thing outright. Who knows, right? Who gets excited about coming into Indianapolis and playing this Colts team? I'll tell you one guy, Nick Sirianni, because Jim Ursay just fired his buddy. So Nick Sirianni is going to be fired up coming back to Indy, coming back home, place he called home for uh, three or four years, Right? It's going to mean something to him. Bill Belichick wants coaches' challenges to be extended into the last two minutes of of the half and two minutes of the game. Currently, it's not. You're not allowed to challenge calls. Don't do that. Don't slow the game at its most compelling moment down like the NBA does and like college basketball does. It does not make sense. Don't ruin the pace of play in order to uh, appease a wingnut like Bill Belichick, for the love of God. Indiana's women tonight at Tennessee. They're in Knoxville. That came on ESPN2. We used to call it the Deuce. Uh, Six o'clock, Sydney Parrish, Grace Berger. This is a really good team. 12th ranked in the country. Tennessee ranked 11th. Butler at Penn State at 8.30 tonight on Fox Sports 1. You can watch them both. What a wonderful night of basketball in central Indiana. I can't wait to watch both games. I love Indiana's women's team. People in the comments, like, light me up over not mentioning them. That's crazy. I love them. I love Terry Marin and, and that team. I watched Allie Patberg for years. She was terrific at Columbus North. Went to IU, played there like seven years. and Got a bunch of degrees. And you know what? was a, a wonderful representative of Indiana University. I love the team and uh, love watching them play. They're terrific. But nobody cares, you see. We got to talk about stuff people care, like the Colts. What do people care most about? The Colts or IU women's basketball? But I'm wearing the colors. I'm wearing the colors, for God's sake. 